Today on The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe. Now, this little parable that I'm going to read to you makes a distinction between authentic faith and phony faith, between image and substance, between reality and illusion, between truth and self-deception, between wisdom and foolishness. Welcome to The Verdict, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor John Monroe. Are you wise or foolish? That's quite a question, isn't it? Today on The Verdict, John shares how Jesus explains the difference in a simple parable in the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. Two men build two houses. They look identical, but there is a fundamental difference. How will they stand in the storm? Here's Pastor John Monroe with today's lesson. Are you wise or foolish? That's quite a pointed question, isn't it? But one which has to be asked. We're at the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus is making a compelling call for a decision. Many have heard his teaching, but what is their response? What is our response today? In today's lesson, we'll learn the difference between the wise and the foolish. To help us, Jesus paints a picture of two houses which are built. I can picture them side by side. They look identical houses from the outside, but there is a fundamental and indeed fatal difference. How will they stand in the storm? And what is the difference between the house that stands and the house that falls? Listen now to the teaching of Jesus. Each one of us is building a life. Some of you are just beginning your life. Uh, Some of you are halfway through your life and some of you are coming towards the end of your life. Some of you here are are building a family and you uh, began that building process of your home and your family uh, with great expectations, but the reality is that some tensions and difficulties and problems may may have blown into your home and your family. And you realize that your wife, your husband, your children, your parents are not perfect and some of them have attitudes and habits you simply don't like. Some of you are singles and you're building your life, you're building a career, you're building a future, you're building relationships. Some of your contemporaries are drifting through life, having no anchor, no stability, no foundation, and you realize you don't want to live like that. You want a life, a future, Uh, You want strong uh, relationships. Uh, You want a secure foundation to your life, a a joyful foundation, and one which will last. You two are building a life. As I say, some of you are coming towards the end of your life. Some of you are sitting here today, are retired. Uh, Some of you listening by live stream are about to retire, and uh, you're empty nesters, and you're wondering what life is all about. You're wondering what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Your career seems ended, and you're wondering what to do with all of that stuff you've accumulated over the years. Yes, you two are building a life, building a future as you face retirement, as you wonder what you're going to do with yourself. And as we come today to the end of the brilliant teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and what we call the Sermon on the Mount, here is the question. The question that Jesus is asking us Uh, A question that I ask you, are you wise or are you foolish? I'm asking, what is the foundation 
of your life. I'm not asking your preferences or your interests. I'm asking something which is foundational. What is your life built on? As Jesus comes to the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he is challenging his listeners, and we are being challenged today to apply the truth that he has taught and to drive home the message presented in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus now, the master teacher, closes with a compelling parable. This is not a difficult parable. None of us are going to misunderstand this parable today. Some of his parables are more difficult, but this is not a difficult one. And this little parable that I'm going to read to you makes a distinction between authentic faith and phony faith, between image and substance, between reality and illusion, between truth and self-deception, between wisdom and foolishness. Ready to hear the sermon as Jesus ends it? If you have your Bible, follow it along. Matthew 7 is our scripture today, verses 24 through 29. Matthew 7, 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. Isn't that a brilliant story that Jesus told? A few words. In the parable, there is a comparison, there is a contrast, and a conclusion. In a comparison, we compare similarities. In a contrast, we contrast differences. So first, a comparison. Secondly, a contrast. And third, the conclusion. First, the comparison. Two men are compared. In the parable, both men build a house. I'm sure both men, as they began to build their house, thought of the needs of their family, the size of the room, the location, the cost. Building a new house is very exciting, isn't it? Both build a house. What's the point in the parable? Both men hear the same words of Jesus. This is so important. Both of these men listen, as it were, to the same sermon. Both of them, as it were, go to the same synagogue. Both attend the same life group. Both discuss the teaching of Jesus. It is not, please don't miss the point here, it's not that in the parable, that one rejects the teaching of Jesus and the other accepts it. Yes, there are people who say, no, the Christian faith is not for me. Jesus is not God. I want nothing to do with it. I'll, li I'll live my own life or I will follow Buddha or whatever it is. That's not the case here. Both men build a house. Both men hear the same teaching of Jesus 
and both outwardly accept it. They give the same answers to the questions. Two men built houses. Both houses are exposed to the same storm. Once these two men build their houses, they're exposed to the same rain and wind and floods. We know all houses experience storms, don't we? And we know that storms and difficulties and disappointments and problems and setbacks and devastating situations come into all of our lives. Is there anyone here who has never had a storm in their life? Perhaps if you're very, very young. Yes, every single one of us knows about problems, difficulties, setbacks, unfair treatment, and so on. Uh, Jesus said, in the world you'll have tribulation. Followers of Jesus are not exempt uh, from storms. Don't think if you follow Jesus Christ, everything in life is going to be wonderful and there's going to be no problems. You're never going to have any uh, health issues. Your family's going to be perfect. And uh, everything is just wonderful. No. Storms come to us all. Whether you're single or married, whether you're young or old, and often the storm comes, as I have observed, they, they often come quickly and unexpectedly. Have you found that in your life? But if we're wise, wise people build their lives, wise people build their homes having regard to future storms. Let me illustrate that by something we do here at church. If, if uh, a couple come to any of us as pastors and say they'd like uh, one of the pastors to marry them. Uh, they're very excited, of course. Getting married is very exciting. Uh, they've fallen in love, and uh, everything in the world is absolutely incredible. Isn't that right, honey? Yes, you are absolutely amazing. And uh, that's how they talk to each other, right? They're in love. It's wonderful. To bring them down to earth a little bit, we say yes. Uh, we would be privileged to officiate at your wedding, whether it's held here or anywhere else. But in order to get married, you have to go through premarital counseling. Now, there are some couples that say, we really want to go through premarital counseling. And there's others who say, I guess we have to do it. And then there's others who say, no, we're not going to do that because we require about six months. We're going to do what? We're going to help them build a foundation. Not so much for the wedding day. They get excited about that. And some couples say, no, uh, we've fallen in love and we're going to love each other and uh, we have no problems. I remember one couple I spoke to, uh, they said, no, we don't need premarital counseling. And they said, this friend of ours gave this book uh, about having a good marriage. And the, the, the young man said, I'm not even going to read it. He said, I'm in love with my wife. She's in love with me. And uh, we don't need to hear that. Their choice. Was I surprised that their marriage only lasted a year or two? No, in marriage, in life, foundation is important. Some of you today may be in a very storm of your life. And the foundation of your life, the foundation of your career, foundation of your ministry, of your business, of some relationship may be shaking and threatening to be torn apart. These men go through the same experience. Both build homes. 
both experienced storms, rain, wind, and floods come to both houses. That's the comparison. Contrast. Two men are contrasted. What's the contrast? The contrast of the foundations. Verse 24, one man built his house on the rock. When Luke records the parable in Luke 6 verse 48, he says that one man dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. So one man builds his house on the rock. Verse 26, there's another man who builds a similar house, but he's building his house on the sand. Now outwardly, I think the buildings would have looked almost similar. But of course, there was a fundamental difference. The foundation. In all buildings, the foundation is of critical importance. When Good and I lived in Halifax, Nova Scotia, uh, we built a house. We had put an offer in for an existing house and one of the deacons uh, was a builder and I thought, I asked him to look at the house and uh, see what he thought of it. And he said, this is a good house, John, but he said, I can build you a better house for the same price. Now I'm a skeptic by nature, particularly when it comes to giving money. And I said, uh, really? And he said, yeah. I said, you're telling me you can build a better house for the same price. This is all the money I have. All that I'm gonna put in. He said, we can do it. And in fact, he did. He was a master builder. And we went with his help and we selected a site. It's a corner site. And as we went to it, the builder's name was Jim. I said, Jim, there's a lot of rock. And he said, yes, in Halifax, there's a lot of rock. But he says, we're gonna, he laughed. He referred to this parable. He says, John, we're gonna build your house on the rock. And indeed we did. But I learned that when you build your house on the rock, it takes a while to do. In fact, to my surprise, I knew not very little about building. And uh, he said, we're going to have to blast away some of the rock. And I said, well, that's gonna re require more money. He said, absolutely. He said, this is what we're going to do. In order to get uh, the proper foundation with a rock, they actually blasted away some of the rock. It would have been much easier, much quicker, initially much more impressive in the short term if we had built a house without that kind of foundation. See, if you build a house without a solid foundation, it's a fast project. That's what the foolish man did. I think when Jesus is describing a foolish man here, he may have been thinking about the hypocrites he referred to in Matthew chapter six. You remember what the hypocrites do? They are concerned with the praise of people. When they go through life, they want to be well thought of. And I think this foolish man, he would have liked to think, my house, I'm going to impress the neighbors. Look how quickly I'm building this house. He was building outwardly, but there was a fundamental problem. Before the wise man began to construct his house, he went down. Before he began to build up, he went down. Now I learned as we, as we I shouldn't say we, in fact one day I went to look at how, how, the, how we were doing and the builder, who was a deacon of the church, he said, what are you doing here, John? He largely worked with my wife, who, who's much more knowledgeable about these things than I am. And I said, well, I'm just checking what you're doing. I said, this is my house. 
And he said, why don't you go back to church and you take care of the church, I'll take care of building a house. I said, you know, that is a very good idea because I don't know what I'm looking at. But I did learn that when it comes to the framing of the house, it's very exciting. It goes up very quickly, doesn't it? And so here's the foolish, here's the two homes. One is going up very quickly. I can imagine people walking down the street and looking at the house of the foolish man and saying, wow, that's an impressive house. Wow, they're organized. That house is going up very, very quickly. And then they passed the other one and thought, what's this guy doing? I thought he's building a house. All he's doing is digging a big hole. See, building a foundation may not be the most exciting thing, isn't it? Going through premarital counseling may not be the most exciting thing someone does. It's not as exciting as the wedding, as the flowers and the photographer and the limo and the reception. Ah, but long term it is a thousand times more important than the photos and the flowers and the dresses which are gone in a day. See, building a foundation in your life, while it may not be seemingly very exciting, and in the short term, there may be nothing to show for it. Wise builders never take shortcuts. They never ignore the foundation. They build a house that will last. My builder, that deacon, was a wise man, and he, talked, he took a lot of time, and I put quite a lot of money into that foundation, which you could never see, but which meant that house was built to last. What about you? What about you? Not your house. What about your life? Wise or foolish? Think of the contrast between these two men. One is wise and one is foolish. The man who built his house on the rock, the man who had a foundation, the man who dug deep was a wise man. On the other hand, the man who didn't dig deeply, who didn't lay his foundation, in fact, think of the folly of it, he built his house on sand. Here's the contrast, says Jesus, one is wise and the other is foolish. Outwardly, they appear the same. I can imagine the two men sitting on that mountain as they listened to the teaching of Jesus. And I can, I can picture the, the foolish man as he listened to the teaching of Jesus, even nodding and perhaps he even shouted, Amen, Lord. I agree with that. Good teaching. It was all outward. It was to impress others. What was the difference? Look at verse 24. Everyone then, here's the point, please get it. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The wise man, the wise woman, the wise boy, the, the, the wise student builds a life on a foundation on the rock. You say, what does that mean? I want to be wise. Here it is. You not only hear the word, but you do it. Wonderful to hear the teaching of Jesus. Wonderful to come to church and sit and listen to the preaching and teaching of the Bible. Wonderful to zoom in at six o'clock this evening to your life group and, and discuss the Bible. That, that's wonderful, but the question is, are you doing it? Are you obedient? 
Who were the ones who were not allowed into the kingdom of heaven? Or who, who are the ones who are allowed in? Verse 21, the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Do you get that? The one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Jesus is calling for obedient lives. He's calling not just for lip service, he's calling for heart service. He's calling for life service. Throughout the scriptures, there are those who have tried to impress God uh, with their sacrifices, with their religious rituals. Here is King Saul, and Samuel tells him to do something, and he doesn't do it. And when Samuel comes and questions the king and says, why haven't you done such and such? And Saul says, well, uh, we, we offered up these sacrifices to God. In fact, we, we offered up the very best of the animals to God. We, we were involved in, in worship, Samuel. Remember what Samuel says to him? For Samuel 15, obedience is better than sacrifice and to hear than the fat of rams. Yes, yes, there's a time to offer up the sacrifice, but there's something much, much important, that is obedience. Here's the people of God in Jeremiah chapter seven, and they go into the temple, and they think it's wonderful to be in the temple, and they say, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, how, how wonderful. Uh, they've come to worship and they're offering up their sacrifices. And the Lord says, no, I don't want your sacrifices. I want you to obey me. I want to obey you. Here is how the apostle John puts it in 1 John 2, verses four through six. Whoever says, I know him, I think most of us here would say, I know Jesus Christ. I think most of us here would profess to be Christians. Most, certainly not all listening by live stream would say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. All right, says John, here it is. First John 2, 4. Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. This is The Verdict with Pastor John Monroe and the start of a message titled, The Wise and the Foolish. We'll conclude this lesson and our study of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount when we come back next time. But before then, we encourage you to visit our website and check out all the bonus content and resources we have available at theverdict.org. One resource you definitely don't want to miss is a special booklet called Life in the Kingdom that goes hand in hand with our current study. It's a companion booklet by John that focuses on the teaching of Jesus to his followers in his Sermon on the Mount about what it really looks like to live for Christ each and every day. Life in the Kingdom is completely free just for connecting with us. So request your copy today at theverdict.org. We also invite you to partner with us in what God is doing through The Verdict by making a donation of any amount. Your support makes it possible to share God's Word with new listeners in your community and around the world and to continue this gospel ministry throughout the year. You can easily give whatever amount you feel led to by visiting theverdict.org. 
or send a check in the mail to The Verdict, Care of Calvary Church, 5801 Pineville Matthews Road, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28226. And if you're near the Charlotte area, we'd like to meet you for worship at our Sunday morning services here at Calvary Church, home of The Verdict, or join us remotely through our live stream online. Again, visit theverdict.org for more details. Now, here's Pastor John Monroe. Well, what's your verdict? How would you describe your life? What is your foundation? Don't be one who is foolish and merely hears the teaching of Jesus, gives mental assent to it, even admires it, but does not take action. Make sure you're wise and place your trust in Jesus Christ. He alone is the solid rock. As you trust in Him, you will never be shaken. Don't miss the next broadcast, which brings us to the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. We will also be announcing what we're studying next. Thanks for joining us today on The Verdict. I'm Michelle Davies. Today's program with Pastor John Monroe was produced and sponsored by Calvary Church in Charlotte, North Carolina.